0: Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Rand Witt, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. How you doing, Tom?
1: Oh, I'm hanging in there. Oh, it's it's been a crazy week, that's for sure. <laughs> you strapped down to your house? You like walking around with a harness or what? Holy cow! I I can't I can't keep anything on the ground. Trees are over. My she shed's gone. It's it's been a it's been a real. You, you saw the news this. These wind storms have been crazy out here.
0: Yeah, in Utah right now, it was like 100 degrees one day and then like freezing the next day. And of course, in the middle of that comes... literally 100 mile an hour winds and uh, you're in uh, Ogden and it's from the video you just sent it looks like you're the only one as far as the eye can see that has power yeah that's
1: (laughs) I got a funny story about that so so the the news is reporting 174,000 people here in uh, the Wasatch Front in Utah without power so yesterday I ran down to my brother's place Uh, he's got a little propane place in in town uh, he hooked me up with this 9KW propane power generator. I brought it home, hooked it up, and I got the whole entire house lit up like Christmas morning. I mean, this thing was glowing. And I, I got my adult kids here. You know, they're kind of hunkering down with us since we had power. My 17-year-old, she's like, I'm embarrassed, turned the lights
0: off. This is like, what are you talking well, about? We you know, in the video, you were pointing at other houses and laughing as I, you were no, turning I, around. I, I thought that was kind of mean, but funny I, at the same time. I was, it's not that I was laughing. I just, you know, you were laughing.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to be prepared, you know, just taking care of the family. I got, I got propane. I got heat because it did. It went from a hundred degrees to 40, 40, degrees last night. So we got power. We got heat. We got gas. We are, we are ready. We got five more days of this. so.
0: Well, you know what, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we are the State of Energy. Uh, the show provides news, information, and guests that highlight how to keep more money in your pocket by utilizing a superior fuel that's kinder to the environment and also can keep your lights on after a giant windstorm. Uh, what can do that? Well, propane can do that. <laughs> Find out more by going to stateofenergy.com. That's stateofenergy.com. And uh, Tom, we have an amazing guest that's joining us today from Paris, France. Uh, James Rockall, CEO of the World LPG Association, uh, represents $300 billion a year in liquefied petroleum gas sector, uh, inspired CEOs and senior executives of major multinational companies to rally behind him in support of the transformational repositioning of the industry, conceived developing over 1 billion new customers within the sector globally, uh, secured the support of industry leaders and built significant trust and respect within the sector. James Rockall from Paris France welcome to the show
2: well thank you very much and it's great to be here
0: and uh, very uh, honored to talk to you got a friend actually uh, was in Paris last year Uh, she lives in the 18th district over by the Sacre Coeur
2: okay all right that's a beautiful part of Paris yeah I love it
0: yeah she's a artsy she does makeup and hair and all that stuff and and Paris (laughs) is so beautiful so beautiful So, uh, well, thank you very much again for joining us. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about everything that's going on in Utah, uh, in Colorado, and in that area in the United States with the major windstorms. What are your thoughts on everything that's going on here in the United States with California without power, uh, with hurricanes coming into the southeast and uh, everything that's going on right now in Utah? What's your take on the state of energy?
2: Well, I think it's good maybe to start with the state of the weather from the <laughs> of it, you know We are
0: the state of weather.
2: <laughs> if I if I so I've I've absolutely picked up the stories of what's going on in the states. You know, I was on the telephone just a couple of days ago with somebody in in Colorado, um, and uh, he was late for the call, um, and uh, he finally got on, and I said, you know, what's what, what's up? Something happened, and he said, sorry, but there's a there's a fire right outside my house, and I have ash falling on the roof like it's snowing um you know this is something that we haven't seen i haven't seen over here in paris or in in europe but i know it's something that you're faced with in the us i've seen the fires in california um this you know a lot of people think something's going on if you look across the world this year there have been record-breaking stories about weather that we started i was in australia at the beginning of the year there were bushfires in sydney that i i could smell um we had record temperatures in europe um broke all records and now apparently we have a hurricane season which is which is already breaking records and it's it looks like it's going to get worse so i don't know what's going on Um, it could just be you know regular statistical changes in weather but whatever happens you know it affects us, it impacts us, it impacts, as you mentioned, the availability of, uh, of, of energy, particularly, um, and uh, something like propane or LPG, as we uh, as we call it in other parts of the world is a fabulous fuel, because it doesn't depend on grids, right. you know, grids fail, unfortunately, grids fail, and propane is a is a great solution when grids fail.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And and uh, right here, I'm living in it right now. I would not have any power. I wouldn't be able to work today if I didn't have my propane powered backup generator going. I got, I've got uh, a little Wi-Fi hotspot here I'm looking at, and I've got my lights on, and it's warm, and it's comfortable, and I... You guys can't even hear my generator running, but uh, if you step outside, he's sitting on I'm, it right now. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I can I can hear my my neighbors, uh, you know, their their little generators running because they're loud and and obnoxious. But this this uh, this home backup one that I got right now that's running it's it's quiet. But uh, you know, we're going to continue to get to work, and and it, it's it is a a great fuel for uh, not only just backup emergency problems, but also prime power. And I, I think we're seeing prime power, um, propane or LPG being used all over the world. And I don't know, um, if you're involved in any of those, um, communities that are, that are using LPG or propane as a, as a prime power in different, um, you know, the the islands and, and different countries that are, that are really, uh, latching onto this clean energy as a prime source.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, one of the things that we've been pushing quite hard over the last few years is um, is propane as a power source, not just for portable generators, of course, that's an important market, but as you say, uh, for prime power. And this is a, um, it's an opportunity in a way, I guess it's a niche, but it's a very large niche where natural gas is not feasible, either LNG or pipe gas. So islands are, are classic examples, but you also have, you know, remote parts of countries or even countries with Core infrastructure, um, and we've seen a lot of new projects coming online um, in the last few years. Uh, particularly, quite recently, I've seen projects in Argentina, Chile, uh, in Africa, um, in in other parts of the world, in the Caribbean. I mean, I have a I have a list as long as my arm. And you're looking here at kind of medium-sized power units. Um, I say medium, up to 400 uh, up to 400 megawatts is a um, is the largest one that we've seen, which is which is a power project in Ghana, and I think it's going to power about fifteen percent of the country's power, um, electricity needs. So, great opportunities where you want to have uh, clean fuel. Uh, it's important, and in many cases, it's actually the lowest cost option as well.
1: Yeah, so that that can be brought into. Uh, we talk about this thing that we use around the world in these projects but that can easily be incorporated into our region here we're we're talking about four uh states here in the u.s we got utah idaho wyoming and montana and when there's projects that come in uh to play where there's a need for a, a smaller community maybe uh 50 or less homes, you can easily put in a power generator system that runs on propane. That's going to be one of the cleanest, uh, least um, in- invasive um, energy sources as far as where your infrastructure needs go. Uh, propane is a great source for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
2: you know, there's there's a lot of reasons to choose propane. Uh, a lot of people think of, uh, well, the environment cl- is clearly one. Um, when you, I don't know if you've seen a diesel generator kick in when, when the grid power fails, but it always is accompanied by a, a large cloud of black smoke. There's, you can't avoid it. And, uh, you know, I I spend quite a lot of time in Nigeria and they have a very unreliable grid. Every day it goes down several Times a day, and and you'll be sitting in uh, in uh, you know in Lagos in a hotel. The grid goes down, and instantaneously you hear this rumble uh, across the city as diesel gen sets kick in, and there's this black cloud just rises across the city. You don't get that with propane. Like you said, it's quiet, um, it's clean, it's also. Uh, it gives you the capability of connecting multiple users to one gen set or uh, one tank, if you like. So yeah. uh, it's it's very, very flexible.
0: Yeah. Now, James, you know, Mother Nature here in the United States uh, keeps giving us teachable moments over and over again, whether it's fires, whether it's winds, whether it's hurricanes. Uh, now, you are in Paris, France. Um, you are uh, from England. You've got an international view. You were just talking about Nigeria and other countries. From where you sit, what is the perception of the United States energy situation? How, what is the perspective around the world about our energy, unique situation?
2: You know, it's. I think it's. It's. it's very hard to generalize, and I absolutely can't speak for everybody else in the world. I can only give you my opinion, which is probably based on uh, probably more information about the U.S. energy market than than a lot of people have around the world. One of the things that's that characterizes it for me right now is the is the huge growth that you've seen coming from shale. Um, you've moved from being an energy dependent nation to being an energy exporter. What's interesting is that now, the US is the largest propane exporter uh, in the world. So you're providing clean energy to, to the rest of the world, but your national propane market um, it doesn't. It hasn't picked up at the same rate as your as your export market, and uh, that's interesting. I'm not. I'm not quite sure the reason why, but I I do I do think there are big opportunities. You mentioned power generation. I think there is a huge opportunity for power in the US. Um, I think there's also a huge opportunity for LPG or propane as a transport fuel in the US. Um, so, what is the perception? I think the perception is of the US is a, a forward-looking nation. Uh, you do embrace certainly technology. You embrace clean energy in many parts of the country, um, and there's a way to go. You've still got opportunities that can be exploited.
0: Do you notice that the uh, electrify everything movement might be getting in the way?
2: Yeah, you know it's it's a it's a tough one this Electrify everything is absolutely not the answer to our future energy needs and um, we deal with a very very powerful lobby that seems to be driving this agenda, but, you know, the fact is uh, 5% of world primary energy comes from renewables. Only 10% of power gen comes from renewables. So if you increase the demand on the electrical grids, if you try to have more cars, if you have more space heating, whatever... What you're gonna do in the short term is encourage the development of principally coal-fired power, which is absolutely not what you wanna do. So um, whilst it may be a um, a noble goal to have a future where you have 100% renewable, which has zero impact on the world, um, we're not there yet, and we're a long way from being there. So the question is, what do you do tomorrow? What do you do next week, next year, in order to try and uh, have cleaner air and have lower emissions. And uh, gas, particularly LPG propane, um, is a fantastic solution in the short term. So electrify everything, yeah, it gets in the way because policymakers seem sometimes to be obsessed with this idea that electricity is the panacea and it's gonna solve all our problems. And we have a challenge in convincing um, policymakers the Joe public in a way that, um, that, uh, electricity is not the only solution.
0: Yeah. Well, Mr. Electric's kind of like scaring everyone. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk now has an army of killer pigs with microchips in their brains. So, <laughs> oh man. So, so
1: you're talking about the, the excess LPG that we have here. Um, how's that gonna compete? if we're exporting a bunch of fuel and then we're trying to also use it domestically, who's gonna win at that battle? Like is that what's your serious thoughts about exporting too much or not exporting enough? <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I don't think there should be you should be controlling what you export. I think it should be up to the market. Um, there is a big demand for propane across the world. You know, I have seen the growth in the propane markets in places like India, where now the US is exporting to, and it's quite phenomenal. I've I've seen the projects I've worked in half a billion new customers join uh, the the propane market in the last five years in India. Um, and And that's the reality. The market demand is coming from there. If you stimulate the demand in the US, the market the, the product will stay in the US. So I, uh, I think it really does does come down to uh, to market forces at the end of the day
1: just let the market work the free world work at it huh so that yeah, yeah
2: that's i mean what else do you do i think you have to drive the demand for propane in the u.s and i know that you know the the national propane gas association um is doing a fantastic job at, uh, at trying to persuade you know the the regulatory bodies of the value and the benefits the propane education research council is doing a super job at informing people and educating people about um about propane Um, and that's what you need to do and you need to redouble your efforts because there is still an opportunity a big opportunity in the u.s for growing propane
1: so so real quick on your association that you work with around the world how do you guys actually advocate because our association is a small group we have direct contact with um, the legislators that we work with uh, in, on a state level. How do you advocate worldwide? Like that's got to be a huge job. What what is? How do you do that?
2: Well, yeah, you know, it's not. It's absolutely it's not an easy job. And what we don't do is um, we don't advocate propane uh, to national governments um, across the world. Um, that's really the job for the national associations. And we've got within our within our association, we number something like 30 national associations. But what we do is we support the national associations with um, with arguments, with the ammunition, if you like, to make their case. We also have very strong relationships with major global international bodies like the World Bank, the United Nations, um, the, uh, the International Energy Agency. So our advocacy is not just focused on governments, but it's focused on opinion leaders that can influence governments. um, And we become, if you like, the reference, the global reference for propane in the world. And that's it's very important. You need to have credibility in order to be
0: influential. James, we're an international show. We're, we're on in 18, 18 countries, over 200 cities uh, listen to this show. And it's it's an honor to have you on. And th- uh, there's something going on in the UK that's uh, been something of interest to us and the listeners of our show. Orbex is a company in the UK that's going to be launching the world's first 3D printed rocket out of Scotland that's fueled by biopropane.
2: The fact that it's biopropane fuel doesn't surprise me because I know that the, country, the companies in the UK are actively pushing biopropane. I think in fact by twenty forty they want to have virtually hundred percent of the product in the UK being renewable.
1: The whole biopropane market is picking up a lot of attention, a lot of movement going on with this. Can you give us any insight for a worldwide supply of biopropane and, and is it real? Is it is or is this just a uh, a myth that we're just trying to say yeah you got you got solar panels and wind power but we've got biopropane how do, is it real can you can you give us some insight on it
2: well absolutely it's real i think it's um but the, the point that you made you know we've got solar panels and uh, so we've we, we we've also got biopropane that's also very true and um, as i mentioned before you know five percent of primary energy in the world is coming from renewables yet the renewables industry is very, very good at uh, spinning this story that renewables are the solution to all our problems. The fact is, your electrical infrastructure that you have in the US and in most countries, all countries in the world, is predominantly using fossil fuel powered electrons, if you like. But the argument goes that don't worry, keep that infrastructure there because we're going to repurpose it with renewable electrons in the future. When is you know anybody's guess because there's a, there's, there's a lot of investment required to get that much renewable generation, but it's gonna come. So that means let's keep electric, let's stay electric. When you look at gas, people say, ah, it's a fossil fuel, we gotta phase it out. So you see homes in California, homes in Europe, homes in many parts of the world, governments are saying we don't wanna have uh, gas connections in the future into new build homes. And this is wrong. We have the ability to repurpose gas networks propane networks with renewable molecules in the future some work that we're doing in the world association is focused on actually demonstrating that by 2050 we can have half of the world's demand for non-chemical demand for lpg coming from uh renewable um you know it's it's and it's and it's feasible if you look at the moment just take the example of biodiesel and kerosene these are two huge sources of biofuels and these two industries are pushing a, a very very strong biofuels agenda biopropane is a byproduct of the production of biodiesel and kerosene so whether you like it or not we're going to be producing a lot of biopropane in the future as these two markets uh, start to to take off Ex- excuse the pun so yes <laughs> i believe it's i believe it's coming for sure
1: but what but we have it right now right you can you you have suppliers that you are dealing with that are actually producing uh, a biopropane or a renewable propane
2: for sure you know i have two gas cylinders in my in my barbecue they're both filled with biopropane uh, and I didn't go out of my way to find these you know I went to the to, you know to the local store and the the product they gave me happened to be biopropane. So it, it uh-huh. definitely exists in Europe. Um, it exists, as I said, it exists more and more. Um, we've got a fight in our hands to get hold of it because other people want it uh, because of its low carbon credentials. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely coming. It's here right now and it's gonna grow.
0: You know, here in the United States, so much of the fuel industry is political, depending on which side you come down on. Um, is it the same thing that you're facing in Europe?
2: It's a little bit different, I think, in Europe, um, insofar as as I see it in the States, you have um, a uh, it's it's fairly polarized you know you've got the uh, the traditional fuel industries is probably more represented by one party than the other and the other party probably represents more you know the renewables and the climate change agenda if you look at europe pretty much everybody is focused on the renewables and the climate change agenda it's a lot it's a lot more difficult i would say in europe we face i think many more challenges because um, the the fossil fuel industries come under a tremendous amount of pressure, particularly at the level of the European Union. I think it's uh, we're seeing a we're seeing a big pushback.
0: You're listening to the State of Energy. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Randy Witt. This week, our guest is James Rockall, CEO at World LPG Association. James Rockall, thank you very much for joining us on the State of Energy, and we hope to have you back on sometime very soon. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. for having me. Thank, thanks a lot, James.
1: That was great. It's uh, very appreciated. Okay.
0: James Rockall, CEO at World LPG Association in Paris, France. Thank you very much for joining us. And ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to this episode and many of our past episodes and get great information about what propane can do for you by going to the Great information there for you. Once again, the stateofenergy.com. And uh, Tom, we have another sponsor renai tankless water heaters because more consumers and businesses pick renai than any other tankless brand renai has been built on quality and uh, every unit is backed by the industry's leading warranty plus renai is the first major tankless brand to manufacture right here in the usa and you have carlos rodriguez with us
1: we do we have carlos with us right now live Um, Carlos is a big supporter of our propane association and uh, showed up to our event here today. So welcome, Carlos. How are you? Thank you. We appreciate the the invite and excited to be here and talk uh, some propane and some tankless water heaters and heating products from Renai. Carlos, tell our audience today just a little bit about your uh, rebates that you have available. So Renai has a consumer rebate for just about all of our products, heating, water heating, boilers and a $50 rebate for ventless furnaces as well. And you can also combine those with the Rocky Mountain Propane Association rebates of $250 for any heating or water heating uh, appliance. So thank you, Renai, for participating in our rebate program.
0: And Tom, we want to make sure that folks know that they can find out more about Renai by going to Renai.us. That's R-I-N-N-A-I.us, And you can find out more about the tankless water heaters. And of course, we're always on here. Our podcast keeps rolling. We are... the State of Energy. Find out more about us by going to the state